This is our number. It's time for the fastest 15 minutes of the news. This is Dory's Fastest 15. Oh, it's a world of news in a tidy little 15-minute package just for you. Welcome to our Fastest 15. Do I sound like I have a little extra pep in my step today, Nicole? Do I sound like I'm filled with Christmas cheer today? Yeah, I'd say you do, especially given the last couple months where we've all been sick. I know. So you sound a little little more refreshed Let me today. tell you why. Let me tell you what's, what's really put me over the top. So uh, there's this Scandinavian uh, cold cut called Rulapulsa. And it's uh, it's lamb, and it's rolled up and it's put in a brine for a couple of weeks. And as, as I understand it, that's all you don't cook it. The brining process is what kind of cold cooks the meat. Mm. And uh, when I was a little kid, uh, we would make rulapulsa. We had one of those speckled blue pots. And we'd make rulapulsa, and I just, oh, gosh, I loved it. Now, if somebody asked me, hey, do you want some rolled lamb that's been in brine for two? I'd go, ah, yeah, yeah. no. Mm-mm. Sounds horrible. But, uh, but, but because I attach this to my childhood. Now, you have to have it on thin white bread with nothing but butter. That's it. Like Wonder Bread was the bread of choice when I was a kid. Uh, but thin white bread, just put a little butter on it, and then put on some of the, the rulapulsa. So last year, the only place where you can get rulapulsa, I, I shouldn't even mention this, but there's a, a little deli somewhere, somewhere in Seattle. And the reason I don't want to give them too much pub is because I, I'm going to go get some more before Christmas. But last year... My wife usually drives into Ballard every year to get me some Rulapulsa as part of all of her Christmas uh, errands and shopping and all that. And last year, we didn't have time. She didn't have time. And I called this deli three days before Christmas. They said, oh, we're almost out. we got one pack left. And I said, can you put it aside for me? And they go, no, I'm sorry. We can't do that. So I called my daughter, who lives close to this deli. And I said, could you go give me that last pack? And she goes, I can't go for about two hours. But then she went. When she went, they, was, they were sold out. And so I didn't get any rulapulsa last year. But my wife, bless her heart, went in to this deli and brought me a pack of rulapulsa. So I got the white bread, I got the butter on the counter, make sure it's nice and soft for, so it's spreadable. I'm going to have me my first rule of pulse of sandwich in two years, right mm. after the show tonight. Wow. Do you understand how exciting this is? That's quite the buildup. You sound underwhelmed. Yeah, lamb's not my thing. I had sheep growing up, so lamb's no, not no, my no, thing. I, I, I hate lamb. I've I've I, I had lamb once with a served with like a mint sauce or something. It's awful. I can't stand it. But this is a taste of childhood. Yeah, mm. I get the nostalgia part. That's interesting. That's oh, you know that's gosh. exciting. But, yeah, yeah. I can't get past the lamb. My poor no, little but, Gretchen. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's uh, it's flattened out. It's spread with herbs and seasoning: salt, pepper, allspice, chopped onions. And uh, in some variants, parsley. 
Then you roll it up, place it in a brine for a number of days. Then you put it in a special press, cool it, slice it thin. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, I'm telling you, don't buy all the rulepulse in Seattle because I'm, I'm going to get some more before Christmas, and I don't want them sold out like they were last year. By the way, you know how much uh, this, this stuff runs? How much? It's like 18 bucks a pound. Wow. For a deli meat. That's how good it is. So is it like a prosciutto? Is that how it comes? It kind of looks like that, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. But when, when I was a kid. It's raw meat. Uh, as, as you know, I, I had a, a hard scrabble upbringing. We, we only have one thin slice of rule of pulse on the white bread. I now can afford to pile it high with four or five slices of rule of pulse, <laughs> which is four or five times as tasty. Hmm. So I'm, I just looked it up, so it almost looks like a bacon. <laughs> Does it end up taking, tasting like a bacon? No. Okay. No, it tastes like rule of pulse. All right. It's a Trying taste unto it its own. Okay. Should I move on? Well, you enjoy. Oh, I will. I can't wait. I've never been so excited for 3 o'clock. And <laughs> gosh, there have been a lot of days I've been super excited for 3 o'clock, but never more so than today. All right, but let's let's move on because we have a lot of great stuff now between now and 3 o'clock. By the way, how exciting is this news? Uh, the Democrats have now made Patty Murray the third in line for the presidency. So if something happens to, to old Joe, and then if uh, for some reason uh, Patty, uh, or rather Kamala Harris, were not able to serve, maybe because she's not a very, well, you know, I, I won't go into that because I'm in the holidays, cheer. But uh, they bypass tradition uh, it should have been, traditionally, it should have been 89-year-old Diane Feinstein who would have been third in line for the presidency, but the Democrats decided that she was too old. <laughs> Joe's 80! Uh, but they've made, elected Patty Murray as Senate president pro tempore, so she's third in line for the presidency. Usually they pick the longest-serving member of their party, but uh, Diane Feinstein reportedly declined the job because she is clearly also suffering from dementia as she continues to serve in the Senate. I mean, it, it's quite a party. You got Joe Biden at the top. You got Kamala, who is not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Uh, you got Diane Feinstein, who is clearly suffering from dementia and and even acknowledges it, and that's why she said she would not accept it if it was offered. You got Fetterman, who is suffering from severe mental cognitive abilities because of his stroke. And then you have Patty Murray, who's, well, I'll let you judge where she is on the intelligence spectrum. But uh, so the Senate Democrats have elected Patty Murray, was president pro tempore. And uh, so we're, in, we're all I'm here to say is, America, we are in great hands. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Patty Murray. So no matter what happens, America, we're covered. Makes me happy. Makes me feel. That's like even almost rule a pulse ish good news there.
And then speaking of uh, of Fetterman, how about this? You want to you want an idea of just how in the tank the mainstream media is for the Democrat Party? The New York Times has released from its uh, fashion section. They've released their styles. 93 most stylish people of 2022. And on the list of the most stylish people, like at the top is Rihanna. Uh, She uh, revealed her, Rihanna revealed her pregnancy with her growing belly in its bare distended gloriousness. I'm just reading from the New York Times here. Uh, Ben Affleck is one of the most stylish. He's submitted without apparent resistance, going from Duncan to Gucci in less than a year. I don't know what any of this means. But anyway, John Fetterman is on the list of the 93 most stylish people in America. John Fetterman, who uh, he, he admitted he had to buy one suit because that is the Senate dress code. So he wears the same suit every single day, but he, throughout the campaign, he wore that big triple XL hoodie because he needed the hood pulled down to cover up the gigantic bulge on the back of his neck. And he would wear shorts and he's got his little hipster goatee and, you know, bless his heart, but he is uh, suffering dramatically from the stroke that he had. But here's what the New York Times said. The senator-elect from Pennsylvania is bringing Carhartt to the Capitol. Okay, if John Fetterman qualifies as stylish, then, then I'm like Versace here. Because there ain't anything stylish about wearing shorts and a hoodie when you're a 50-year-old guy. But this is how in the tank they are at the New York Times. So that guy, that guy is one of the most stylish in the country. So again, America, we are in very good hands here. All right, what else do we got here? Down in, now, is your mom still driving school bus, Nicole? Yes, she is. Okay. How, how are the kids? Well, okay. she has a special group of kids, so um, so hers are good, yes. Okay, because around the country, what we are saying is one school district um, in Florida, Bre- Brevard School District, 50 teachers and school bus drivers and other school employees have quit in just the last few months because the kids have become absolutely intolerable they are uh they're throwing tape dispensers at the heads of female teachers one female teacher says that she has had kids reach for her throat in attempt to choke her on an almost daily basis so why is this happening 50 teachers and staff resigning in the last year from this school district. Well, according to law enforcement, they had a press conference, and the police chief there says it's because you are no longer allowed in the schools to punish the kids. Our principals have been handcuffed when it comes to school discipline, 
a teacher's right a student up for disruptive behavior, whether that disruptive behavior is um, uh, being loud and outrageous in the classroom or physically or verbally attacking one of our teachers. They write them up, they send them to the principal, and they're sent right back. Um, our principals aren't even allowed to enforce discipline in our schools. You're not allowed to enforce discipline. And that's what we are seeing certainly here throughout the Puget Sound area as well, that there has become a growing cry from the left that disciplining kids is racist because uh, they say disproportionately uh, black and brown kids are disproportionately punished. Now, the question then becomes, is that because there is discrimination by those who do the punishing or do those kids act out at a higher rate than other kids? And here's what we know. And there's, this is no secret. Uh, more than 70% of black kids are born out of wedlock. They do not have a father. They grow up without a father. And if you don't have fatherly discipline in a home, I'm not talking about hitting kids. I don't believe in that. I'm talking about the firm guiding hand that a good moral man can be for a family, then you have a greater chance of falling into trouble with gangs and with other disciplinary issues. So just because a group is disproportionately punished doesn't mean that there is some racial bias involved. At this school district, here's an example that the police chief witnessed. I can honestly tell you that this is happening in our schools. I've personally witnessed it. Not long ago, we had an assembly that was taking place, an anti-bullying assembly that was taking place at Bayside High School, and I witnessed two of our teachers do everything they could to quiet down three kids. I'm talking about multiple times they approached these kids and told them to hold it down, to stop having their phones out in the middle of assembly. Not once did these kids care what those teachers had to say. They weren't threatened um, with any type of discipline or anything else because, quite frankly, they're not worried about getting in trouble. They know nothing's going to happen to them. They know they're not going to be uh, given after-school detention. They're not going to be suspended. They're not going to be expelled. Or like in the old day, they're not going to have the cheeks of their ass torn off. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not a corporal punishment guy. I don't believe in the cheeks of anything being torn off. But... I do think kids need discipline. And when they know that they can get away with any sort of behavior and not have any resistance at school, and they have no resistance at home because there's not a dad in their lives, well, then we're not doing these kids any favors. Kids love structure. Children thrive on having structure. Every great parent knows this. That you can't let your kids just uh, be free-range and feral. Children need structure in their lives, and that is what they thrive on. And I'll give you an example here. Uh, you know, We told you about a story last week. Uh, a bunch of children, clearly juveniles, maybe 12, 13 years old, they assaulted a 55-year-old man on a Pierce Transit bus. Uh, and we're seeing this on Metro buses as well. Sergeant Darren Moss down in, in Pierce County talked about what happened with the bus driver there. Our transit deputies received a call for help from uh, a transit bus driver 
who said that they had a, a fight on the bus and that somebody had a gun. And indeed, one of the children, maybe as young as 13, according to witnesses, pointed the gun at the 55-year-old victim who was just trying to ride the bus on a weekday afternoon. The victim pushes him back off. Uh, at that point, one of the juveniles pulls a gun out from their waistband and, and waves it at the bus and points it at uh, our victim. Officials from the sheriff's department say the children kicked and punched the victim multiple times. Uh, after pointing the gun at him, they got off the bus. There were other riders on the bus. You know, it's terrifying. <laughs> you just don't know these days. You know what's going to happen. That's not right. I try to find like a good place on the bus, either in the back or if it has to be out front by the bus driver. I think there's a great strategy that we're employing here. Let the children ride all the transit for free, and they can share the buses and the trains with all of the people smoking fentanyl so that they can be out of the wind. we got rolling homeless shelters. We're spending tens of millions of dollars on mass transit around here. Ridership isn't close to rebounding because there's so many drug and criminal elements, and a lot of the criminal elements are juvenile gang members, and society just keeps going down the same path. We're not doing these kids any favors. By saying we're not going to punish any aberrant behavior because it's racist, you are not helping those kids. You are just conditioning them to believe they can get away with anything. But this this is leftist compassion at work. It's amazing. All right, and that is wait, your Dory, fastest wait, 15. Really what? quick, before what? you go to that, so I've gotten a few texts about this, but I'm really worried because if you were to try to make your own Rolapulsa, uh-huh. um, it's actually boiled. It's Every, what? It's boiled. People are saying it's boiled, and then I've gone to all sorts of websites. All of them boil it. You boil it? Yes. I thought it was a cold brine. So make sure that you boil yours if you ever try to make it. Wow. Yeah. And then to clarify, Patty Murray, she is third in line, but it's third after the president. People are also making Who's in between Kamala and her? Uh, The speaker. Oh, no, 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 no. Because the speaker's going to be Republican. So no, I I think think Patty is... uh, it's the Speaker of the House if the House is controlled by the same party as the as the White House. But, I didn't know there was a rule like that. Uh, yes. Mm-mm. So if it's but McCarthy that's... who wants to be or if they have some Republican challenge to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I believe. Okay, but of well, course, I thought Rulapulsa was, was not boiled, too. <laughs> anyway, just a couple of things we're going to look into then. All right. Okay. Good. Good. We fact check on the fly. That's right. That's, that's what we like to do. Uh, okay, that is your Fast 15, and we're going to check the news for you. And then on Tuesday afternoons, that's when Dave Wyman comes by for his weekly visit. That is coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show. Bengals. Bengals. Oh, Dave, you've been on fire. Susanna Hoff. Weeks. I had a, such a crush on Susanna Hoff. Yeah. She Didn't she go a, out with she, a baseball player? No, that was uh, the lead singer of the Go-Go's. Oh. She dated uh, a right. pitcher for the Dodgers. Yeah. I can't think of her name or his. Bel- Belinda Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah. Who'd she I, date? I think they're still together. It wasn't Steve Garvey, was it? No, no. Definitely was not Steve Garvey. But it was the pitcher. Nicole, would you look up and see who Belinda Garf- uh, Carlisle's boyfriend or husband is? Belinda Garfield. Morgan Mason? 
Mason. It's got to be a new husband there. Yeah. Remember uh, Susanna Carlisle, Dodgers pitcher. Okay. I don't think it was a pitcher. I thought it was a. I thought it was, it was a, a position, position player. player. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I have to say, I Dave, I'm having a great time on the show today. But uh, apparently, I've been a font of misinformation. Oh, what happened? Well, uh, I thought that Rulapulsa was cold brined and not cooked. Uh, it's a Scandinavian cold. Uh, I was going to say, I only understood about half of what you just said. <laughs> uh, we made Rulapulsa when I was a little kid, and my wife went to a Scandinavian deli and got me some, uh, which is just the sweetest thing ever. Huh. But I would never eat this if I knew what it was. What is it? It was like a childhood treat for me. Oh, it's lamb. It? Lamb. It's, it's a lamb cold cut. Why wouldn't you eat lamb? Uh, I don't like lamb. Oh. Except for Rulapulsa. Okay. But anyway, so I might have given bad information on the cooking process of of uh, Rulapulsa. And then... Thousands I, of I, people of your listeners are going to get sick because of you. Uh, exactly. And then I thought that uh, in the line of succession to the presidency, you get the president, the vice president, then the speaker of the house. But I thought the speaker of the house had to be the same party as the president. But uh, I said that right before the break, and I cannot find anything to back that up. Maybe it's so, the Maybe it's the whip. <laughs> Remember in Seinfeld, what's the whip do? And, and Kramer goes, well, he whips him. If you don't vote the way we want. <laughs> you have an amazing capacity to remember and pull out random lines from random TV. Watch a lot of TV. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, uh, so, so do you have any childhood delicacies that you, you still find particularly delightful today. there was something that was called divinity do you remember that divinity uh had like a marshmallow layer yeah and i remember Chocolate. thinking that was so good oh yeah yeah i remember when i was a little kid we weren't allowed really to have candy uh around like you know you only got dessert like on friday night right and then so what i would do is i'd take whatever money i had and i'd give it to a buddy of mine who lived near a store like one time i gave him a dollar and change it was like quarters and nickels and dimes and pennies and right. he bought me as much candy as a dollar would get which was a pretty big haul back then so so while other kids were asking 21 year olds to bootleg beer for them <laughs> this was you like found somebody to bootleg candy for you well i was in the second grade tour oh. so <laughs> it was a quite in my drinking years just yet not okay. quite all right uh, well, now, uh, after after this Sunday game the Seahawks had against Carolina, what's, what's the deal, Dave? Yeah, it's bad, man. Yeah, I mean, it, especially if you look at the 49ers, they're the best team in football, in my opinion, right now. You look at that Brock Purdy kid, like, that kid can play. He is good. And then, you know, they're, they're, the qu they're quarterback. They're quarterback. Now? He's the third stringer or the third guy they've had How in there. How can they be the, the best team in football with your third string quarterback? He had the highest or, quarterback we, rating of any uh, quarterback this last weekend. Did he really? Yeah. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, he was 16 for 21, a couple hundred yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. They've got this amazing run game. Uh, they got Debo Samuel got hurt, but they have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah. This Brandon Ayuk kid's playing really well. They have their number three in time of possession. The Seahawks are dead last in time of possession. So they can't run the ball, and they can't defend the run. So they're in a tough spot right now, man. It's uh, And the running backs are, are you know getting hurt. So I'm not sure if we're going to get Ken Walker back. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, that that team, they're the hottest team in the NFL right now. San Francisco right. is they're on a six game winning streak. They're outscoring their opponents during this streak by an average of sixteen points. Hey, wait a second, I just thought of something. Nicole, I just thought of this. It's the game is Thursday night, right? Yes. Yes. So does that mean we get off an hour early on Thursday? Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Look at oh, you. Oh man. What a treat. Yeah. That's a treat. Sorry, Dave, I just thought of that. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. realized that. I get the whole day off. Um, okay, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Thursday night. And then if they don't win it, they still have a slim chance at the playoffs, but it'd be, it would be very, very slim. Right? Yeah, they're 7-6 and six right now, so they're just out of the playoffs. They're the eighth right. team. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a really tough one to win. I... I don't want to sound too negative because, you know, you got Pete Carroll and, you know, um, the way some of these guys are playing, they're, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you certainly don't count them out, but it's going to be a tough one to win. Okay. All right. Uh, We're going to continue the conversation with Dave Wyman. I want to talk about Mike Leach, which was our top story today at noon, and uh, lots of other stuff that we can chat about as we continue with Dave. Oh, please. Not the police. No, 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 no. Eddie Money. Eddie Money. Wow. Wait, wait, I couldn't even hear it because Uh. Dave was yapping the whole time. (laughs) And it was your guy, I was yapping the answer, pal. Eddie Money, you know, was my dear personal friend. Eddie Mahoney. (laughs) Former cop, right? One of the greatest radio guests of all time. Ever. Yes. Really? And will, to add, will you grab just the very end of the Eddie Money, and sure. we'll play that for Dave in the next segment, Nicole? Sure. Okay. And just to add to your little misinformation, that uh, Marshall, Mike Marshall, dated uh, Carlisle for just a short period of time. Oh, Mike, Mike Marshall, Marshall. The, the ace reliever of the Dodgers. Now. Yeah. Ah. Outfielder. This whole time I thought it was Steve Garvey. <laughs> oh, well. And how about the forearms on that Steve Garvey, Dave? I never noticed. Yeah, they're like tree trunks. Okay, we'll continue our conversation. Dave Wyman is with us. Lots more to come here on the Dory Monson Show. Free. 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 Damn it. Come on, man. Don't we got it. Dave, oh, boy. We, uh, man, that's the Stanford fight song. They play that after every touchdown. Do we have to touchdown. use profanities on the show? Sorry. Just because you lose one song in three weeks? I'm sorry. Crying out loud. Gotta have a family broadcast. I'm man. I'm ashamed. <laughs> ashamed that I missed that one. Not that I swore. Okay, I've kept it alive. At least there's a little drama, a little drama going into the last one here. Uh, okay, do you want to hear a little Eddie Money? Yeah. This, this is the end of uh, our conversation with him. This is just about a year before. I was I was so sad. When he passed, because uh, he and I really bonded. Eddie, you're part of the soundtrack of my life, and I loved having you on with me this afternoon. At Dory Monster Show, I want to say hi to Bridget, to Marianne, 
It's a pizza face. He doesn't have the world's greatest complexion, but he plays a lot like Jimi Hendrix. And I tell you, Seattle, Tacoma, it's the greatest place in the world to live up there. The air is nice and clean. You've got a lot of rain, and the people are the greatest. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, come, come by the studio and visit with me in person next time you're in town, okay? You know me. My wife loves salmon. I'll get up there, and we'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> so we made, an, and then after that, we made an arrangement. He was going to come to the house, and uh, I was going to barbecue him a salmon. And then he died on us. Ah, that's too bad. I know. You know, um, we, we have a guy that's like a friend of the show. His name's Adam Ray. You talked about him last Tuesday. Yeah, he is hilarious. And yeah. he's on all these, you know, big time shows and everything. And he goes on these podcasts and always mentions our show and everything. So I'm down the sidelines the other day. Just awesome dude. Yeah, it's, it's it's nice to have guys like that. He's, yeah. Eddie Money was just, man, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of passing, uh, I know that you had many, many, many opportunities to talk to Mike Leach, who I just found to be one of the most unique personalities in yeah. all of sports. You know, I, I saw the quote from Nick Saban was that uh, I never, he said, I never really knew where our conversation would go, but it always made me smile. <laughs> and I, I thought, yeah, that's the the most I think interesting conversation I ever had with Mike Leach was over what is the best drive up hamburger, and we agreed on the fact that Burger King varies franchise to franchise, you know, that <laughs> more than any other. I like that. And that's what he said. I go, you're exactly right. Yeah, like <laughs> some you get the super fresh tomatoes and lettuce, and other ones it's kind of the day old, you know. It's and yeah, we had this lively conversation about that. But if you asked him about football, he would right. just like start reading the roster. Yeah. Well, we got uh, number four here, uh, Johnny Jones. Uh, he's from L.A. and uh, six foot one ninety five. That was it. He's awesome uh, guy, man. Really, really interesting person. That's the thing. The other thing, Cliff Kingsbury said that the world or the football world is going to be much less interesting without him. Yeah, yeah, and, and not just the football world. The world in general. Yeah, uh, he he had talked. This is our awesome audio. Something you and and he have in common. You are both past winners of our awesome audio soundbite of the year. Oh, really? How about that? You are you and Mike Leach are part of that very exclusive club. Man, I had forgotten about that. Was this the thing in Green Bay? The thing. Uh, that yours I'm... was the Green Bay one. What was Mike his? Leach was when he gave uh, wedding advice. Uh, which one I'm sure. And so after he gave the wedding advice, I was at a you know press conference, but then that was right when our oldest daughter was getting married, and so I had him on the show, and he he was encouraging me to try to get our daughter to elope, because he said it's just it's ridiculous trying to go through a wedding with a daughter and a wife and and here. Here, let me play you just the end of that. Would it have been better for us to have had this conversation privately and not on the radio? Because now I think Daddy is going to be, uh, they're going to be fingers pointed at Daddy since you've uh, so publicly aired this plan. My wife never listened to me Mm -hmm. when I was on the radio. Right. And I think you probably enjoy the same luxury. (laughs) And then uh, the... uh, and of course, anything on the radio, you were speaking hypothetically, right? But I'm just telling you, right. make sure there's nothing hypothetical about this. <laughs> you need there, this is this is every man for himself at this point. That's <laughs> that that's the situation you're in. Yeah, I wish I had better news, but you're in dire circumstance. 
<laughs> Why was yeah, your voice so high? It's bad advice because uh, you were there that night my daughter got married. And that, that still is one of the happiest days of, of my entire life. So yeah. I'm glad I did not take his uh, advice to just get them to a 38 lunch. special. Dave takes it. There we go. What? How, why, why'd you start it when I was talking? Hang I on no loosely. Chance. I try to just shake it up and, and switch between people and try to do a play when one person's talking one time and one different person the next time. I try, but I don't always do it. sheet here. Dave, I'm here to tell you this was the last uh, Name That Artist of 2022 because oh. I'm going to take a little time off here. Well, whose fault is that? Well, it's I, I'm ready to yours, compete. But what in the world? I am locked in with a 20 to 18 victory for the year. But you closed hard. He's ducking me. He's ducking me. <laughs> yeah. I Enjoy your uh, golf time. I'm not going to take on Mr. T. I'm just going to have my manager continue to line up bums for me to fight. All right, Dave, thank you. I'll uh, I'll talk to you. Happy holidays. Christmas. Yeah, will do. All right, thanks, man. All right, Dave Wyman, you can hear me every afternoon on 710 Seattle Sports. Uh, they start at 2, but don't start listening until 3 when I'm off here. Okay, uh, Dave Wyman, one of the best. We're going to check the news for you here, and then the big lead of 2 is next here in the Dory Monson Show.